It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com. The JMAC News Show. Fearless. Honesty. Honestly, It's the honest ones you want to watch out for. Jay McFarland. Fearless. Fearless. About the stories that really matter on KSL News Radio. Hey, it's Kirk Jowers filling in for JMAC today, and I have on the phone Senator Mike Lee. Senator, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Kirk. Good to be with you. Uh, Mike and I, we go way back. We clerked for the same judge. He was uh, he followed me with that judge, and so I've uh, been a fan and, and following Mike for a few decades now, amazingly enough. <laughs> Well, and uh, and I've I've been following you, and and it's been exciting to watch your career unfold. Uh, it's it's always good to reconnect you, with you, either in person, on the phone, or on the air. I feel the same, and there's there's so much I want to talk with you about today. But uh, my first guest was Greg Miller, uh, who's mulling uh, a run for Utah governor, and I actually mentioned your name because. Uh, you did not get into the race early, the, the race that you ended up winning for U.S. Senator. You were going against an incumbent. You were going against uh, then a, a popular attorney general. It didn't look like there was a vacuum that would accept a, a, another uh, person. But you were doing uh, – I just want to take you back to that uh, – to 2009. You were doing what I thought was a very genuine and innovative thing around the state um, – Without declaring, uh, can you tell me a little bit about that uh, that summer and, and fall? Sure. Yeah. Back in 2009, I started giving a series of talks about the Constitution, about federalism and separation of powers around the state. I was not yet a candidate uh, and throughout much of that time was undecided as to whether I was likely to become a candidate. Um, but I talked a lot about the fact that the reason we've got a federal government that's too big and too expensive has to do with the decision over the course of the last roughly 80 years to ignore the twin structural protections of the Constitution, the vertical protection we call federalism and the horizontal protection we call separation of powers. The, the, the former is supposed to keep most government power close to the people at the state and local level. The latter organizes power within the federal government between three co-equal branches of government. We've deviated from both of these uh, separations simultaneously and done so to the detriment of the people. That, that's really, the, the, in a nutshell, the nature of the speeches I was giving back in 2009, uh, roughly 10 years ago. And I, I listened to several of those speeches, and they were great, and I, I, I watched you also listen to, to people, and, and you started to feel this wave with uh, with the Romney campaigns, I think it was Mike Lovett who actually deserves the credit for this analogy. But he he said to win an election, especially a big one like U.S. senator or United States president, 
you it's like a surfing a, a surfing contest you need to not only be a great surfer but you have to catch a great wave if you don't have both it's probably not going to happen and it just felt like as i watched you uh do that as you evolved through that uh, that period of time that you could really feel this wave of people who wanted to cling a little more deeply to the the constitution there was so much going on with what happened with with President Bush and now President uh, Trump or President Obama was uh, was really kind of taking him for a loop with uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, things like that. And uh, anyway, and of course, for you, your love and understanding the Constitution is in your blood. You grew up discussing it around the kitchen table, and I've that's been kind of defining fact of you since I first met you. Um, as a law clerk. Anyway, it was fun to see that come together and, and to see you remain true to, uh, to those speeches and to those, uh, deep feelings you have throughout your career. I'm just honored that you referred to me just now as a surfer. I like that. I like the image. <laughs> I'm not sure if I do like that image now. <laughs> um, well, let's get to a couple of issues, uh, before we have to take our next break. Uh, there was a judiciary hearing yesterday regarding uh, apps that uh, would better protect innocence in a digital world. Can you give me a quick summary of that? What are these apps? How do they work? Is the government going to help or hurt what the private sector is trying to do to decrease the risk of child exploitation? What happened yesterday and what's what's in the future on that issue? We held a hearing in the Judiciary Committee yesterday. Uh, it was convened by Chairman Lindsey Graham at my suggestion uh, because I've noticed, you know, that the use of the Internet and uh, of smartphones has become ubiquitous. Uh, a, a recent sur- survey found that uh, 89% of teens overall are, are online either almost constantly or at least several times a day. That's almost all of them. With so many of our children and teenagers exposed every day to the internet and to smartphone apps, they're being subjected to a lot of inappropriate content. And perhaps something can be done uh, about things that harm them on a daily basis. There are traffickers out there who groom and recruit and even buy and sell children through websites and through smartphone apps. Uh, according to a 2018 Thorn study, 55% of human trafficking survivors, uh, those who were trafficked beginning in 2015, first encountered their trafficker online or via a text message or other smartphone app. So uh, this is a problem. And and, uh, meanwhile, we've got collectively the the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store account for about 95% of app sales in the United States. And both Apple and Google use age rating systems and child-focused rules to protect kids from obscene or exploitative content. Uh, and, and yet these stores' most popular apps like Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat can provide explicit content to children uh, in response to very simple and innocent searches, searches that have nothing to do with uh, sex or any of the other inappropriate content to which they're exposed. So uh, through yesterday's hearing, what we were trying to do is shed some light on this with the hope that uh, these app developers and the the two companies who run the two leading app stores um, can do something about the age ratings. Age ratings, uh, when operated appropriately, could give give parents some ability to protect their children from otherwise harmful content to which they might be subjected through these apps. 
So I need to move to a break, but but real quickly, will is the idea that the the government will will help mandate these types of age ratings, or is it really going to come down to uh, to Google and, and and Apple to come up with their own? And 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 your the Judiciary Committee hearing was really more to help encourage them along that path. Yeah, more the latter. I would strongly prefer that we not have to get involved in this, that we not have to legislate something. Legislation is a crude, rough tool for doing this sort of thing. My hope is that by bringing some visibility to this issue, we're going to encourage uh, Google and Apple to change their app rating systems and thereby make it unnecessary for Congress to get involved further. Thank you so much, Senator Lee. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Senator Lee. Thank you. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com. 